Welcome to a Biblical Perspective Podcast, where God's point of view matters. I'm your host, Prophet C.T. Johnson. This podcast is designed to expand you beyond the mind's cultural and theological limitations about the Bible and what it teaches. Prepare for the challenge of becoming a critical thinker, analyzing life from God's perspective. Boldly and unapologetically, I'll address the ills and issues of our day using scripture as the frame of reference. Get ready to empower your thinking and change your life. Now, let's hear what God has to say. Hello, family. Welcome to another episode of a Biblical Perspective podcast. I'm your host, Prophet C.T. Johnson, back once again to empower your thinking from God's perspective. We had a powerful, fun, but yet powerful and yet impactful time with my dear friend and guest, Miss Janice Pons, who is a licensed clinician. She holds a bachelor's in education, a master's in special education. She uh, is experienced in as a school psychologist. She's experienced as a psychiatric counselor, and the list goes on and on and on. And she is well-equipped to help us further understand from the subject of mental health, the effects of trauma. And if you were with us on our previous episode, when we opened this subject up, I know you were empowered, you were equipped, you laughed because she is humorous and However, not however, but in conjunction with her humor, she's educated, she's full of God, full of the Holy Ghost. And so we have had a powerful time, a powerful discussion with her as we've been dealing with mental health, specifically the effects of trauma. We have dealt with the types of trauma. We got into uh, acute trauma. We dealt with chronic trauma. And now we're going to go further in addressing the other types of trauma. And then as I ended on our last episode, we're not going to leave you just with information and, 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 personal experiences, but we're going to provide you with tools and solutions in regards to how you can receive the help, the healing, the deliverance that you need in regards to the trauma that you have experienced. And as Ms. Janice mentioned in our first episode, all of us have experienced trauma, different levels different uh, dimensions thereof, but all of us have experienced it. And it's time that the church begins to educate and equip itself as an institution so that we can properly help aid and assist the members thereof. So without further ado, I want to bring back to a biblical perspective podcast a woman of God whom I love and appreciate, Miss Janice Pons. Miss Janice, welcome, welcome, welcome back. We are here again. We're getting ready to do it all over again. And I'm so glad you're back with me. Oh, the honor. Let's get right into it. You know, we stirred up some stuff, but you know, that's how you have to go there. Yes. And my all my desire is this, uh, Prophet CT, uh, is that when people 
my hope, and I say this on my podcast, uh, From Destruction to Dignity, Clinical Perspective, Spiritual Truth. My focus is to provoke thought, number one. Number two, mm-hmm. bring awareness. Mm-hmm. Number three, and point people towards intervention. Provoke thought, bring awareness, and point people towards intervention. And that's why I took the Absolutely. time to do extensive research on my website on www.janicepond.com is that I have a resource page where they can go and click. They can find a therapist in their respective uh, uh, places of location, support groups. I don't care what level of care you may need, uh, eating disorder, whatever the challenge that someone may need, mm-hmm. that resource page is going to get a person uh, started in, in, in that process. Wow, because trauma, if it's not treated, you know, we talk about uh, the acute trauma. People need to be able to uh, at least give a language to. We talked extensively about what giving a language to uh, something, you name and explain. You take your life back one thought and one feeling right. at a time. So uh, that resource page can help people uh, to get the intervention that they may need. So um, if you will allow me, may I continue about the types of trauma? Yes, ma'am. Let's jump right into it. I think we left off with chronic trauma. I don't think we tied a bow, as it were, around that. So we can jump into that and we'll move forward. Yes, ma'am. Right, right. And so, uh, you know, we said just as a uh, recap, acute is a single stressful or dangerous event that impacts a person. Chronic is what I dealt with. I wasn't depressed. I just wasn't. I mean, I just had to put a language to it. I had to, I had to get the intervention to help me walk it out. I had to hear what I was thinking. And I did that through the therapeutic process, through doing homework, uh, transforming grace. I mean, it was a 10 step intense process. I went to recovery support groups. I got a sponsor. Uh, uh, I went to trainings. I had to learn what was going on with me as a result of being molested as a little girl and just told her, don't go down there no more. Don't you go down there no more. Right. Instead of like, oh, my God, it's like it was my fault. What? So I was traumatized, never gave a language to it. Until now, I was Janice, let, let me ask you a question. Uh, I, I hate to cut across you right here, but when 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 you just gave that uh, um, experience in regards to having been molested as a child and, and you were told, you know, just don't go down there anymore and all of that. Isn't that also in and of itself trauma as well? Isn't that trauma on top of trauma? Absolutely. Okay, I just I just wanted to mention that because when you said that, I was like, well, that that alone, the the scolding, even though it's coming from uh, well, their intentions. Let me say that way. I almost said this coming from a good place, but the intention of uh, I assume your mother was was good. However, that scolding, that's trauma as well. So I just wanted to you know to to mention that. But go ahead. That happens all the time, and this is why we need to be talking. This is what so we can have an awareness. So I got traumatized by the man mm-hmm. over that given summer right. as he groomed me and all that. There. That happens. This is prevalent stuff, man. And it goes on in the churches. This is very goes true. on in church offices. Yes. This yes. just goes on. Yes. You ma'am. know, I know somebody from back home, the traumatization that a pastor was doing with the men in the church, that they were meeting in the basement of the church and they were sitting in a circle masturbating together. He ended up killing himself. Wow. I want to know what was done to help those men. And then right. see that that has that's a whole thing right there. They were traumatized. My goodness. So that you know that so it was around a sexual uh uh nature for sure. Mm-hmm. And sexual abuse is is a part of that's complex trauma. I'll get back to that in a second. Right. 
But when uh, I ran home, ran home and said, uh, I ran home, ran, 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 busted in the house. And I said, uh, Reverend, that's a, whoever his name is, he's dead and gone many years ago. He tried to rape me. He tried to rape me. I was 11. And there was a freeze response. And then the word told me, yelling, was, don't you take your A, dollar sign, dollar sign. Right. <laughs> don't you take your down there anymore. Wow. And I was, I, I was frozen. And I was like, oh. So immediately I was traumatized again. Right. And, 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 and. Told, made to believe that it was my fault. That it was your fault, exactly. And so you're talking about a messed up process going on in my head, but what did I do? Move right on. Just move right on. So that was one of the things that I needed to go back and put a language to. I needed to, that's where the eight, that was the little Janice, the, the young Janice was dealt with in a therapeutic process because I'd never dealt with it. So that was chronic. And, uh, so I, I, the, the Holy Spirit just really, just, just so sweetly healed me, but I had to engage with someone else for that to happen. So you got acute trauma. Mine was chronic. It was over a long period of time. It was a given summer. Mm-hmm. Often, uh, it's child abuse and I had the bullying <laughs> going on at school. Then I saw domestic violence kind of things in the home because dad was an alcoholic. And he's falling out on the floor with GTs. And I'm like, I don't even know what this is. Okay. So God helped me down the road. He got me through, but I gave a language to it and I got healed. And then there's complex trauma. Now, what this is, Prophet CT, this comes from exposure to multiple traumatic events, such as sexual abuse or incest. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, it's ongoing or emotional abuse, chronic neglect or abandonment. It can even be medical abuse. The doctor that's got on the white jacket, the proverbial white jacket, and he's coming in and sexually molesting children. Wow. That complex trauma. Now, let me tell you the most complex traumatic thing that I experienced as a clinician. I was assigned as a therapist at a, on a crisis stabilization unit at a hospital that I was at here in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. And a very nice young woman. <laughs> Oh, boy, boy, did I walk into a lion's den on that? I, I was new then and just uh, in terms of the mental health specificity. I had dealt with children. And so I went from children to adolescents to adults. This is all after I was a teacher and school psychologist and had worked specifically, uh, later working specifically with substance abuse treatment. That's my passion, helping people with alcoholism and, and drug addiction. But I was meeting with this lady, <laughs> and this lady, she had been, I was, I, I had a standard assessment that I did. Come to find out she had been kidnapped. Oh, wow. Okay. So she was kidnapped. That's a type of trauma. Just snatched up. Right. Held for seven days. Wow. Tied up trauma. My goodness. Seven men had free access to her trauma. So all of a sudden we're sitting there. So this is all these major, and I'm just like, then all of a sudden, and this is this gives you a taste of how deeply trauma can go. Mm-hmm. She just starts just uh, she just starts falling apart, having a meltdown. I said, "Man, what's going on? What's going on?" And then she said to me, "This is true, and people deal with this all the time. Their old factory had affects the brain, and we'll get into that a little more later." Uh, she starts. She said, "Do you smell that? Do you smell that? Mm-hmm. Do you smell that?" And she's freaking out, and I'm like, "Smell what?" And the bottom line, she said, don't you smell that semen? Don't wow. you smell 
smell the semen. The C. Oh, the C. S E A. S-E-S-E-M-E-N, semen. Oh, semen. Okay, okay. Semen. okay. so I, I, I was right initially. I thought that's what I heard. Do you, so she was asking, yeah, not, do not you the, smell not, the semen? Yeah, not the Navy man. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right, the substance <laughs> of a man. man. Right. 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 <laughs> wow. Was, yeah, and so I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, so I'm sitting in the said, oh, she was kidnapped, Janice. Uh, she was, uh, seven men had access to her for seven days. My goodness. Uh, she escaped. My yeah, God. yeah. And so these are the people. Are these people still up in our churches? Okay. Absolutely. And so I'm like, uh, and what I said to her, I said, ma'am, I don't smell the semen, but I believe you do. Mm. And it was like, she was like something lifted off of her. It lifted off. Now, see, a lot of times when people see that kind of church folks, they'll see that and cast that demon out of her right, right now. Right. I've seen that. And I was in a situation, another situation. And the Holy Spirit said they're having a psychotic break. It's, it's chemical imbalance. The brain is making too much dopamine right now. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was going, y'all need to stop. Stop getting over her and, and talking about casting a demon out of her. We need to get her to a place where she can get crisis stabilization right now. Get out the way. And I mean, I've had to get real bold in right. situations. Like, y'all know what you Right. Because people's you know, lives are hanging in the balance. The, their lives are hanging in the balance. Oh, and and, yeah. the, and the, the, there are many, uh, I just want to say this very quickly. Unfortunately, j- just as a, a doctor, a physician can be sued for malpractice, uh, we should have something similar to that for clergy when they are misdiagnosing uh the situation always again labeling and demonizing individuals when they are as you just said they're experiencing a chemical imbalance and and they're experiencing or rather they're they're reacting to the unresolved trauma and things of that nature that's a misdiagnosis when you are saying you're demon possessed and let's just cast the devil out and now we know that Satan is the root cause of all of this. We're not we're not denying that. We we understand that. But however, the help, the aid, and the assistance that a person needs does not come in 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 totality. Normally, through our tongues greasing them down with oil, we have to walk them through not only a, the spiritual aspect of it, but also the clinical aspect and side of it as well. So I just wanted to make sure that our listeners are flowing with us in that vein, because again, some of you, some of you preachers, if you're listening, you need to be sued for malpractice. <laughs> Go ahead, Miss Janice. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, you're, you're now see, you're getting into my heart as it relates to the body of Christ. I so much wanted because I've heard things. And I was like, wow, you, 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 you got a blind spot going on right there because when if you if 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 I'm telling you, <laughs> licensed people are the ones that are supposed to be making a diagnosis. You have to be very careful right. Right. in what you say uh, from a pulpit or from any a spiritual uh, platform because if if you're talking about a specific situation uh, that people can connect with someone and you say certain kinds of language, mm-hmm. you could be very vulnerable to liability. And Very true. slander. And I've heard some things I go, wait, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. And so these are the kind of, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, gosh, 
I really want to be able to speak freely into people's lives and go and post that. Look, hey, I just want you to be aware because I know how to minister that word. I'm, I'm, I'm a licensed minister, have been for years, and I have that clinical side too. And, and I know how when you start using certain language like diagnosis and, and putting mental health terms on it and you're talking about specific people, you have to be careful. So that's a blind spot regarding liability. So that complex trauma mm-hmm. is, is, is where it's chronic. And, and uh, you have all these, like that woman I was giving the example of, she had been kidnapped, right. she right. had been raped, and her, how it affected her brain was that she was smelling semen as we're sitting there talking. So I was like, my God, what do I do? And I knew from an intervention perspective that I needed to go let the church nurse know what was going on because she was melting down. I've seen people melt down so much that they end up in a seclusion room that had to be locked because they were not safe for themselves or others. And that's a whole nother path that they had to, we had to get them safe because when a person becomes a threat to themselves or others, you have to go into an entirely different mode. You have to stabilize them. We're talking about crisis stabilizations and and those are the types of environments that I have worked in and have learned so much. (laughs) These people have taught me a lot in the, and with the Holy Ghost showing me and teaching me and tutoring me and helping me to dissect things and how to get into their the cracks and crevices of their souls, I've just figured out some things. I've just learned a lot. It, it, it's been truly amazing. But I knew, I knew, and the Holy Spirit said she needs a PRN medication right now. I mean, she's got to have something right now to be able to calm her down because she was getting ready to go down a path that it was it was serious. So I told the nurse, I said, listen, this lady is having a meltdown. She immediately got her some medication. And uh, it, it was an intervention that she needed at that moment for the crisis that she was in. And right. I've seen people demonize people because they took medicine. That's a whole other story. We'll get into that later as we get closer to the end in terms of treatment. So you got that complex trauma. Then, of course, there's emotional trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, emotional trauma is, is, is the end result of events or experiences that just leave you feeling unsafe and helpless. Okay. That's where you are emotionally. You just feel unsafe and helpless. And a lot of times this will happen with bullying, discrimination, and humiliation. I've experienced all three. All three. And the Holy Ghost used that to teach me some lessons. And uh, he drew me closer to him, but he taught me how to be able to be sensitive to people who have been bullied, who have uh, experienced discrimination. I've had the racial discrimination, of course, growing up in Jim Crow, and it continued in uh, uh, institutionalized racism. Uh, when I was a star stellar student, and there were people that were threatened by my intelligence. <laughs> and so I had to decide, I had, you know, we have these things that happen to us, Prophecy T. And then the Holy Spirit, he said to me, now, what you going to do with that? Right. What you going to do with that? And so, you know, I had to get his guidance and his leadership and giving a language to it so I can walk through it, the humiliation as well. And so um, I have a, a just such a deep sense of a compassion uh, with people who are dealing with these these types of things. So when oh, people have Wait a minute, Miss Janice. You just, they, they, you just said yeah. something. You know, I love having conversations with you because you provoke thought and while you're talking, yeah. questions uh, are popping off in my head. So you just said, um, oh, my goodness, because um, we're dealing with emotional trauma. And 
you I just lost the train of thought. You yeah, said yeah, you something. You feel deeply. You did. Oh, humiliation. Deeply Thank you, Holy Ghost. Safe. But but no, this this is what I wanted to address. You said that you had to walk through right. the humiliation, and so you you just didn't right. get over it. You just didn't get over it. You just didn't pray it out the way. Yeah. You just didn't sweep it under the rug. You that was a powerful statement. Thank you, Lord, for bringing it back because I did not want to just uh, mm-hmm. bypass that. But can you just touch it, touch that statement briefly and and further explain and break it down? You had to walk through the humiliation, explain to the audience how important it is to take the necessary time to deal with what it is you're dealing with, if that makes sense, to walk through. That was powerful. You had to walk through it. Go ahead. Right. If you don't deal, this is what a, a lot of black people deal with. I'm telling you, they feel humiliated. They they get discriminated against. It's real. It's real. Everybody's not prejudiced. All white men ain't after us. Okay, that's not the deal. <laughs> right. Some are. Right. Some, some, some are. Let's just and tell I the truth. You just feel good. I've dealt with it, so it's like, what are you going to do with it now? Uh, systemically, they may expect you to show up and cut somebody out and turn tables over. Well. See, you're going to miss what God has for you when you go into that. So I've learned how the enemy works. I know those demons. And uh, after having three experiences of going through that as a professional, I was like, okay, I recognize this demon. I know how this works. I, I've, I've done this song and dance, and I know how to get through this. And the Holy Spirit taught me. Now, the goal was to humiliate me, to tell me you will never be a school psychologist. Well, let's just fast forward. I became the first black school psychologist in Charlottesville, Virginia, and they thought I was the best thing since sliced bread. Wow. I got through the humiliation. Mm. Now, if you if you don't deal with it effectively in a in a healthy manner, you will become bitter. You will become That's bitter yes. and you will become a pawn, P A W N for Satan. You will be you will be a bitter, angry, you will become vindictive mm. and you become a candidate for killing somebody. My goodness. Because you don't, you have not properly handled, you haven't properly handled your own anger and your aggression. And so there are forms of communication. You're going to learn to be assertive. You're going to be assertive, aggressive, or passive aggressive, or passive. I had to master that. You know, you know, wow, that's they want good. to cut that's good, somebody out is, is a form of communication. Although those are, that's a whole nother podcast. We can come back and do that later. The, uh, the, the, the forms of communication. But I had to master learning to be assertive in that I learned to express my personal rights and feelings without hurting someone verbally and or physically. So that's how I handle my humiliation. And here's another part. This is so powerful. I learned that I learned how to keep logs when I was you being wrongfully treated chronologically document what's going on it saved me in a situation because i pulled out this law and they went who who got that law i said i did honey they couldn't get they said they couldn't settle with me fast enough Mm. i kept track of what went on Mm -hmm. and and when you're dealing with that humiliation and you document it and you use this is so important you use systems that are in place to empower yourself that you will have that assistance and that aid to get you through such as an ombudsman, 
uh, HR departments, you have recourse. Find out what your recourse is. You might have to go to the EEOC, right. uh, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Mm-hmm. You might have to seek out legal counsel. You might have to find out, you know, is there any accountability system in place for this humiliation that I'm experiencing at work? Most times it is. Uh, you know that from the military. Right. Uh, you know uh, that that I, I've seen people that were dealing with situations where the, uh, the the that a person that was in the military was being treated differently at work because they were taking time to go do their duty. You can't do that. That's the true. labor board a slap a a, a a charge on you in a hot second, but you got to hold them accountable. Right. And a Absolutely. lot of people won't do something like, well, you know, I need to file a complaint. Don't be scared to file a complaint. That's your, and I tell people that's your constitutional right. Exactly. And so you got to get, so what you're doing is empowering yourself to get the support and help and the network that, that you, you need. need. Now that's the right way to handle humiliation. And I won every time I won. And every time the Holy Ghost elevated me and promoted me and promoted me. And I've just gone up and my salary has doubled. It's mm. going <laughs> to, it just, it just, the increases come because of how I handle humiliation and our greatest example of humiliation is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and look at look at what happened happened with him exactly he's been exalted it make it made great sense great sense and thank you so much for breaking that down and helping us uh, to further understand the importance that's what I want you to grasp a biblical perspective listeners the importance of processing through your trauma processing through mm-hmm. your trauma processing i want you to get that miss janice is here with her expertise with uh, her credentials to assist us in processing it because again as we said in part 1 of this podcast dealing with the subject of mental health, the effects of trauma, many have not been taught to name and explain their trauma. Many are yet operating in denial. And again, I love the acronym that Ms. Janice gave of denial. Don't even notice I am lying. Many are still lying to themselves in regards to what they've been through, what they've experienced. And so we are here in uh, here on this platform Dealing with this taboo subject and it shouldn't be taboo because if there's an mm-hmm. institution that should be tackling all subject matters that deal with life and, 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 uh, the quality of life, it should be the church. But unfortunately, we are not educated. We're not equipped enough to adequately and, it, uh, 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 professionally address these subject matters, but let's move further. Uh, I want to give you opportunity okay. to, to finish up where you to conclude what you may want to conclude in regards to the types of trauma. But then I want us to move into right. the uh, types of treatments, the treatments that are available right. to help those that may be dealing with acute trauma, maybe dealing with chronic, complex, emotional. We want to, uh, uh, as we prepare, we got about another 15 minutes or so. And so we want to get into the treatments, the types of treatments, what treatments you suggest, what treatments that you would admonish uh, our listeners to maybe stay away from based upon your research and things of that nature. So I'll turn it over to you if you want to conclude with the types of trauma, and yeah. then we're going to move right into the types of treatment. Okay. Well, let's, let's take off here and finish this up, put a nice bow on it. So you, there's secondary trauma, 
it, 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 that doesn't involve you experiencing uh, the event yourself, but you witness it. That's the bottom line. It could be okay. seeing a parent that's violently attacked. Okay. But that's secondary trauma. Now, here's one I want to talk about. It did a vicarious trauma. Yes, this is, yes. Uh, this is an occupational, uh, a prophet CT. This is an occupational trauma for people that are working, uh, in fields of victim service, like law enforcement, oh, like okay, emergency okay. medical services, uh, fire services. Uh, this is where they are exposed to victims of trauma and violence. Wow. So my so understanding they, of this they, was incorrect. They, my understanding of vicarious trauma was incorrect. I thought it was you experiencing trauma that someone else did, but you're saying it's more from a professional standpoint. Right. That, what that what you just explained, that's more your secondary. You said okay. someone else's experience, but you see it. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's not primary for you. It's secondary because you see it. Like if mom or your dad get beat up or whatever, okay. that's secondary. Okay. Vicarious. Is you sitting there, okay, let's say you're having to look at videos of exploited children. I understand. Uh, viewing okay. case files, that's vicarious. Gotcha. Trauma, where you're having to look at all of that over and over okay. and over again. That's a type of trauma. Now, wow. I want to touch upon this. This is so powerful. The, you, you brought it up uh, the last uh, podcast, uh, our first episode, the Adverse Childhood Experiences, ACE. Mm-hmm. And, and, and basically... Those are potential, uh, potentially uh, traumatic events that occur in childhood. Bottom line, everything that we've already talked about, mm-hmm. the deal is it occurred in childhood, childhood. where they are exposed to violence, abuse, growing up in a family uh, with mental health or substance abuse problems. See, those are childhood uh, experiences and it's toxic and it affects how the brain develops. And so, now, here's the thing about that, and this is big on my heart, big on my heart, big time. This is why I'm very uh, stirred up right now about this focus of sexuality with children. That's another podcast we uh, do, do another time. Indeed. But um, uh, this, this, this targeting of children, uh, accosting them in their minds mm-hmm. and their, their innocence with sexuality, these things are preventable. And uh, when you're preventing, when we, we, we have a mindset, of preventing adverse childhood experiences, which are is very doable, we help children to thrive and potentially even lower the uh, likelihood that they're going to deal with depression or uh, or uh, physio physiological challenges like cancer or diabetes and asthma or get involved in risky behavior like smoking and drinking and getting high. Why? Most of the time, every time I think getting high. Usually it's, 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 it's a coping skill. You know, they just right. tripped out and then, boy, you take that first hit. It's like, woo, that's good. And so then you, you take another mm-hmm. one, you take another one, then all of a sudden you're dealing with problems. You got to have more to get the desired results. And then all of a sudden you're dealing with addiction. And addiction, addiction is right. your youth is causing the problem in your life. Now, that's my specialty. That's my licensure in terms of addiction. And I deal with mental health as well because they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. But that addiction thing, because it took my family out, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, I need to get licensed in this area because I want to be able to open the door for understanding for people because it's so preventable. And then also uh, how we prevent that whole ACE thing, the um, the um, the childhood, uh, adverse childhood experiences, is that uh, 
we can improve education and employment opportunities. Absolutely. I, I have a big heart in it. I'm, 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 I'm an older citizen now. And the Holy Spirit is really stirring me about honing in on children. We need to be taught. Look at what they're trying to teach them in school. They're teaching children sexual acts yes. in the public schools and yes. elementary schools. So what do we need? That The question out of that for me is what do we need to be teaching? I'm, I'm going to tackle all of this in my third book. Uh, uh, what do we need to be focusing on as a uh, as the kingdom, as leaders in the kingdom regarding is we just don't let it, well, you know, we can't, that's how it is nowadays. Okay, mm-hmm. well, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. And uh, <laughs> so these are the types. That's what we talked about here, the types. Now, let, let, let me just say this. Because of all these types of trauma, a person basically, they're going to have, uh, certain types of responses. It's going to be. We talked about the denial. D e n i a l. Don't even notice. I am lying. Right. They will. Get, they'll deal with confusion, anger, fear, guilt, um, anxiety, depression, flashbacks. That lady I was dealing with when she was smelling the semen. That was a flashback, which wow. affected wow. specifically her olfactory mm-hmm. functioning in her brain. Mm-hmm. I was just like, wow, Lord. Okay, teach me something right here. Uh, difficulty concentrating, withdrawing from friends and family, uh, the, the physical symptoms. And, you know, we say, well, why are they acting like that? Well, they have insomnia, insomnia, right. uh, disrupted sleep, sleeping two hours a night, right. not sleeping at all. That's not healthy. It's not healthy to not get sleep, uh, fatigue, muscle tension, headache, chest pain, uh, chronic unexplained challenges. This is what can be connected. Uh, with uh, uh, trauma. All of this is treatable. Now, let's shift the gear because I know how time flies. PTSD. Yes, yes. Bottom line, post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. We'll just say this and hit it and move on. It is typically diagnosed uh, when reactions to trauma seriously interfere with aspects of your life. And the, the key is it usually goes on for a month or longer. Okay. Because, okay. you know, we're all going to have these traumatic uh, events, but it's like, okay, their life is just debilitated. Oh, man, they're just really going downhill. Oh, they're going into panic attacks. I mean, they're just, and so when it's lasted a month or longer, we got serious issues going on. And so what and so what they'll do to try to cope, uh, Prophet CT, they end up getting high. They end up again. They, right. they, they find a way of Other outlets. Mm-hmm. And, and so this is going on all around us. And so what is our response to be? So all of these things affect the brain, the brain, the yes, brain, yes. the amygdala. That's that's the the, the the central core of our neural neural uh, system. That's where we process fearful and threatening stimuli. What are we going to do with it when we feel danger or feel threatened? It's the center for emotions. You got look the brain when you just think about when something traumatic happens and you're just like, oh my god, oh my god. Right. But your brain is impacted with that. So when exactly. that happens. Over and over again, it affects the development of personality disorders and uh, depressive disorders, disassociative disorders, where to be able to cope, a person actually detaches from themselves just to cope. People say, they're crazy. No, baby. They're trying to survive. It's a coping, right. it's a coping mechanism. Where they can, they mm-hmm. have laid there in their bodies and been so horrifically sexually abused to survive. They detach. From that in their wow. mind wow. to be able to cope. Either one of these are very, we could just do a lot of digging. Oh, that definitely. That's a part of the brain. Uh, it, re- it regulates emotions and memories. So if you've had that type of uh, trauma, how is it going to affect the hippocampus? 
and then there's a prefrontal cortex. The best way to describe that, that's that part of our brain that's the top down. It's the executive functioning. It's the part that uh, it's a higher order of guidance of thought and attention and behaviors and emotions. So if your brain has that prefrontal cortex has been accosted and it's been attacked, that they don't have judgment. They don't have reasoning. Mm. They, they they fight. That's what the ones we see on Facebook. They're fighting and right, crapping, right. snatching bras off, biting each other, pulling hair out. That's, but it's, it's true. Chaos. It's true. And so all of, all of that affects the nervous system. Wow. Bottom line, that's the body's command center, okay. which is going to take us right into, with all this, we got to have an invention. We got to have it. Did you want to say something before I go into the intervention? No, you keep going, keep flowing. This is wonderful. I know a biblical perspective podcast listeners, you are enjoying this. I know it's helping you uh, and answering questions because again, as we've stated in the beginning, trauma affects all of us. And I would venture to say that those of you listening, you have family members or even maybe yourself, you've dealt with the types of trauma that we've addressed. And now Miss mm-hmm. Janice just shared with us. And I love this. I love this. She shared with us how trauma affects the brain, because that's what we're addressing, the effects of trauma, how it affects your brain and the reactions, the behaviors, the outbursts. Uh, she gave the example about, you know, people, uh, fighting, pulling off bras. It, 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 it's, it's not funny at all, but we need to be informed properly so that we can rightly, uh, assess the situation and, and not misdiagnose it. So go ahead, Miss Janice. We're doing good. We have about another yeah. 10 minutes. So keep flowing and let's, Bring it okay. to a close in regards to the uh, treatment, but go ahead. And and so I love it. There's answers. You know, my God, God wouldn't leave us without answers because of Absolutely. all that. You know, we talk about name and explain, engaging in a process. Churches even having structured groups where support groups where people can go there. I I I, uh, I didn't I didn't have to go to AA. I was an alcoholic, but my family was and at drug addicts and stuff and. And but I went to Al-Anon. Al-Anon is for the loved ones of those dealing. Uh, this is an intervention. It's for the loved ones of those that are dealing with addiction issues. And I I was a I was a, a, amazed. Well, first of all, when I walked in, I looked over there and was like, oh, there's one of my doctors, and oh, there is a was a room full of professionals. I was like, uh, okay, this is anonymous. I act like I know no one here, which I did. There's an etiquette. And then uh, going to the meetings is 50%. Actually working the 12 steps, which comes straight from the Bible, straight from the Bible, uh, is wow. another thing. You get a, men- a, a, a a sponsor where you actually walk through at mm-hmm. least the first four steps. Go online. I won't take the time talking about the 12 steps. That's another podcast. <laughs> go, go, go online and look up the 12 steps and look at those first four and ask God, what does that mean to you? It's powerful. It changed my life. And so recovery support group, that's therapy, Al-Anon, going, getting the help where they're up. And the power of that is that everybody there is like, oh, God, we went through the same thing. But they have structured activities that are very empowering. Then there's therapy. Cognitive CBT, mm-hmm. CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy is one of the most powerful tools that um, is very effective in helping people to process these events that they're with, with, they've gone through mm-hmm. because they have cognitive distortions. They have to be identified. 
right. you have to go there or it's going to fester inside of you and it's going to come out in the wrong way. You're right. going to cut Absolutely. somebody out. Absolutely. You're going to keep getting high. You're going to keep having sex. Right. You're going to lie. You're going to cheat. You're going to steal. You're going to have outbursts. You're going to be anxious. You're going to be having panic attacks. And then how are you going to deal with the panic attacks? You might end up getting high to deal with the panic attacks. And then all of a sudden, oh, wow, you're back right into addiction. Mm-hmm. So it can get really messy. And, and so that's a whole other level of trauma itself, addiction. So, oh, another level. You just yep. You just adding and adding. Re- Traumatizing mm-hmm. yourself. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. <laughs> Isn't that something? It, it gets it gets crazy. Mm-hmm. And so, but once we can identify that thing, it's like, well, up, oh, come out, come out. And that's I can see, and I go, oh God, I know exactly what needs to be done right there. And you know, so I, I, I'm I'm thankful for the opportunity to be able to to speak, and that's what I do on my podcast. Uh, from destruction yes. to dignity, yes. clinical perspective, spiritual truth, because I want to provoke thought, bring awareness, and point people towards intervention. Now, the gold standard, Prophet CT, right now for treating trauma is EMDR. EMDR, very powerful. Okay. I went through two, I, I went through some interactions individually that were of this nature. I'm just going to say this, and I know somebody's going through EMDR. Jesus himself met me right there in the midst of it. Wow. He was sitting on a bench right beside me. Wow. I, that's that's the truth. Now, what's, the, what's, M, that, what's EMDR? What does that stand e, for? Okay, let me break it down. EMDR, eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing. Okay. So here's, here's the key. So processing is talking about going there. With EMDR, people see people here that I mean, they say, see that's up the devil. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about the third eye. We're not talking about the third eye. We're not talking no, about I ain't that. Talking about no third eye. <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking about <laughs> that, people. That eye movement gets that eye movement gets your brain in a certain pattern. There's certain things happen. There's certain things that get your brain just in a mo- emotion, and you have to have a very skillful. You have to be uh, 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 trained to do this. You can't have anybody doing it. Right. But listen to this. This is very powerful. We're going to frame it. It is a phased. That means it's a process. It's a phased and focused approach to treating trauma, where you are reconnecting the traumatized person in a safe and measured way to the images, the self-thought, the emotions, and body sensitization associated with the trauma and allowing the natural healing process of the powers of the brain to move forward in the adaptation. That's a mouthful. I'm going to say it again. So somebody said, what? EMDR, eye movement desensitization for reprocessing, a phased and focused approach to treating trauma, reconnecting. You get disconnected. That's why people are all over the place. That's good. Disconnected. That's good. Trying to make yep. sense of this stuff and they act in wild. Reconnecting the traumatized person in a safe and measured way. This is why it has to be done in a therapeutic process with a trained clinician. And, a, and they have to be reconnected to those images, the self-thought, the emotions, and body sensitization associated with the trauma. And and lastly, allowing the natural healing powers of the brain to move toward adaptation. Now, let me stop right there. Allowing the natural healing process. Some people go, to see, there they go. They're using that new age. No. If you got a, a, a anointed clinician, see, you invite the Holy Spirit to 
come in. Absolutely. You start, you start the session off with prayer and say, I, I, I pray over chairs, lay hands on chairs. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> I'm like, Holy Ghost, okay, here we go. You know this person. This is what the paper says. But you know them better than me. Right. So I'm asking you to speak through me. I ask you to give me discernment in the name of Jesus. I bind up every devil that's uh, tormenting them in the name of Jesus. I take authority over it in Jesus' name. Now, that's the supernatural. Now, what I learned in Bible training college was you have the supernatural and the natural coming together that make an explosive force from God. That's how I operate as a clinician. And that's how I train other young clinicians to operate. And so, because Jesus, he is the kind, the Holy Spirit, he is the counselor. He yes. is the great one. Well, he's he, the great he, physician. He's the, we, he's the, we know who the great physician right. is. So when you invite the Holy Spirit to be a part of this and guide this process, it is amazing. And I mean, uh, I just know somebody's going through it right now, and it's just so powerful. The whole God himself will meet them and, and, and take them through a harm a hurtful experience like daddy cussing them out, whatever. They're right there, and God is, they relive it, they reprocess it, they look, they deal with the images, they deal with the self thoughts, the emotions, their body sensations, and He's right there with them, and He'll speak things to their spirit, and they get delivered. I'm telling you, I've, I've seen, I've experienced it, and I've seen it as well. So don't discount, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right. And lastly, there's medication. Now let me say this about medication real quick. I used to be so against medication, Prophet CT. Mm-hmm. I said, oh boy, there's that pharmacy that they're right. talking about. Right. You know, in the name of Jesus, they don't need no medication. Well, I was uh, the therapist assigned to this lady when I was in the crisis stabilization unit. Long story short, I walked in her room. As she's laying in the bed, looking like she was out of her mind. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, I looked at her and I said, uh, I said, hi, ma'am. My name is Janice. I'm going to be your therapist while you're here. And she just looked at me. Well, she was staring off and she just went, oh, oh. she couldn't talk. Mm. And I was like, oh, wow, wow, wow. And so God spoke to me. He said, she is chronically depressed. And I was like, wow. Well, I know depression it ha- is affected, uh, it is uh, associated with chemical imbalances, the, the serotonin and the dopamine, uh, the norepinephrine. It's chemical imbalances with the brain, bipolar disorder, uh, depressive disorder, mood disorder. So I went to the, uh, went on back to the, the station. So the psychiatrist that was on the multidisciplinary team that I was a part of, and I talked to man, I just went in that lady's room, Miss Miss So and So, and he said, "Oh man, Janice, that's one of the most depressed people I've ever seen." And so I, I was slated, uh, scheduled to have a four day weekend. The weekend I had a couple extra days off, so when I came, I went on my vacation. So the lady was like, "Okay, not not could not have said." That's what I put down. So when I came back four mm-hmm. days later. I made a beeline to her room. I walked in her room, Prophet CT, and she said, Janice, how you doing? Wow. How you been? <laughs> and Complete, I looked at her and said, oh, completely different. I'm completely, I said, what happened? I said, you couldn't even go five days ago. She said, girl, whoo, I remember when you came in here. She said, I was so depressed. She said, but that medication that Dr. Hill gave me, mm-hmm. she said, it just, it brought order to my brain. That's what she said. Wow. And what, what I've something. seen medication do, th- this is how the Holy Spirit told me. He said, sometimes it'll reboot them. Mm. It'll reboot them. That's good. So trauma, stress, loss, grief, genetic predisposition, alcohol, and no drugs, 
it can get these chemicals way out of balance. Right, and right. sometimes that medication can come in for a period of time and, and, and reboot, reboot. it. So Zoloft, Lexapro, Effecta. You got to work with a medical professional. And, and when you're talking about these types of medications, you want to deal with a psychiatrist. I work right. with a non-psychiatrist. These guys are, 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 are safe and filled with the Holy Ghost. We're asking God to, uh, to to lead, guide us, and direct us as professionals. Absolutely. And I mean, I work with teams where it's like, okay, let's pray. You know, we're gonna pray <laughs> right now. And uh, so, and even if they don't pray, I work with uh, with uh, uh, worldly people, uh, secular people, secular settings. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't stop me from inviting the Holy Spirit to come in and take charge of what we do. Absolutely. And I've seen absolutely amazing things happen. So you have medication, you have therapy, you have recovery support. So I'll kind of put it this way if I'm doing a therapeutic group. is medication, therapy, and love. Medication, you may need it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you have to be on it forever. Determine, you know, sometimes you, the therapeutic process will take care of it. You don't right. have to do meds, but you may need meds for a period of time. Medication therapy, we already talked about what that is. And love is recovery support. You wow. gotta have a support system. So, as the body of Christ in the kingdom of God, we don't need to be ostracizing people That's and it. telling them they're filled with demons, even if there's demonic oppression going on, because we know that these cometh not but the steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said that we, He came that we might have, have life, life and have it more and abundantly. It more abundantly. And, abundantly. and I'll ask people, what will that look like? Wow. Well, there you have it. There you have it. Listen. We yet have more that we can definitely dive into and a biblical perspective family. We will have Miss Janice back. This is not the first and last time that she will be a guest here on the podcast. She will be back again. And who knows what we're going to discuss with her vast knowledge and experience. Uh, the Lord will lead us in our next topic of discussion. But I want to thank you, Miss Janice Pons, for being with us and walking us through for Two episodes regarding this subject of mental health, the effects of trauma. I want to invite you to go to her website. Do yourself that favor. Go to her website. There are resources. Remember, she talked about the resource page there. You can go to JanicePons.com. That's J-A-N-I-C-E-P-O-N-D-S. Dot com, JanicePons.com, and you can take advantage of the free resources there and also invest in the powerful literature that she has. She is an author working on her third book, and I can't wait to get my hands on it, but you can right now go to that website and uh, purchase her books, her two published books out there, The Scapegoat, How to Find the Truth Beyond Political Affiliations and Stealing the Minds of America. The subjects, the topics, rather the titles of these books alone warrant you going to her website and purchasing them. And then again, if you want to invite Miss Janice to your ministry, to your church, uh, to your business, if you want to bring her in and allow her to assist you in walking your employees and walking your members through uh, uh, the process of trauma being delivered from it, being helped. You can do that by going to her website and requesting her. I want you to share this podcast, download this podcast 
and listen to it over and over and over again because Miss Janice has given us so much to research, so much to discuss, and so much to learn from. So I want you to download it and share it, share it, share it. And I want to hear from you, my a biblical perspective family. I want to hear from you. I want to know your thoughts. I want to know your feedback. And you can do that by emailing me at admin at ctjohnson.org. That's admin at ctjohnson.org. And I myself am responding. It's not a staff member. It is me. So you can send me your Thank thoughts you. and send me your comments in regards to the podcast. And I also want to encourage you to connect with me via social media on Instagram and Facebook. And the handle there is CT Johnson Ministries, CT Johnson Ministries. And you can go to the website, uh, ctjohnson.org to partner with me and also to purchase products there and to be informed in regards to what's happening here at the ministry. But I also want to encourage you to visit the show notes Go to the show notes in the podcast description because we're going to have all the pertinent information there about Miss Janice, how to reach out to her. We're going to also have other uh, articles there. I'm going to place the links regarding other powerful articles that address what we talked about in regards to trauma, the types of trauma. So make sure you visit the show notes. And again, I want you to prayerfully consider being a partner with the ministry and subscribe, subscribe and rate the podcast and Prayerfully consider being that partner. You can go to ctjohnson.org slash partnership and sow your best seed today. All right. We will be back with another powerful episode. And again, thank you, Miss Janice Pons. I love you so much and appreciate who you are to the body of Christ and what you are doing to help us to uh, ensure that our mental health is what God would have it to be. So until our next podcast, this is Prophet C.T. Johnson. I love you. Be empowered. Thanks for listening to a Biblical Perspective podcast. If today's episode empowered you, subscribe and rate the podcast at cpnshows.com, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen. For more information about C.T. Johnson Ministries International, visit the website at ctjohnson.org or text CTJM to 54244 to stay in the know. And connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at C. Terrell Johnson on Facebook and YouTube at C.T. Johnson Ministries. Tune in next time as I continue to empower your thinking from God's perspective.